the second canto of the song of three friends by john gneisenau nyhart this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by phil schempf the upstream men when major henry went up river at the head of ashley's band already there were robins in the land home-keeping men were following the ploughs and through the smoke-thin greenery of boughs the scattering wildfire of the fruit bloom ran behold them starting northward if you can dawn fires across the mississippi's tide a tumult runs along the waterside where scenting an event st louis throngs above the buzzing voices soar the songs of waiting boatmen lilting chansonettes whereof the meaning laughs the music frets nigh weeping that such gladness cannot stay in turn the herded horses snort and neigh like panic bugles up the gangplanks poured go streams of trappers rushing goods aboard the snub-built keel-boats squatting with seeming sloth baled three-point blankets blue and scarlet cloth rum powder flour guns goderies and lead and all about goodbyes are being said gauche girls with rainy april in their gaze cling to their beardless heroes count the days between this parting and the wedding morn unwitting how unhuman fate may scorn the youngling dream for oh how many a lad would see the face of danger and go mad with her weird vixen beauty ay forget this girl's face yearning upward now and wet half woman's with the first vague guess at woe and now commands are bellowed boat horns blown haughtily in the dawn the tumult swells the tow crews shouldering the long cordels slack from the mastheads lean upon the sag the keel boats answer lazily and drag their blunt prows slowly in the gilted tide a steerman sings and up the riverside the gay contagious ditty spreads and runs above the shouts the uproar of the guns the nickering of horses so they say went forth a hundred singing men that day and girlish april went ahead of them the music of her trailing garments hem seemed scarce a league ahead a little speed might yet almost surprise her in the deed of sorcery for ever as they strove a grey-green smudge in every poplar grove proclaimed the recent kindling ay it seemed that bird and bush and tree had only dreamed of song and leaf and blossom till they heard the young men's feet when tree and bush and bird unleashed the whole conspiracy of awe pale green was every slough about the caw about the plat pale green was every slough and still the pale green lingered at the sioux so close they trailed the marching of the south but when they reached the niobrara's mouth the witchery of spring had taken flight and like a girl-grown woman overnight young summer glowed and now the river rose gigantic from a feast of northern snows and mightily the snub prows felt the tide but with the loud sail-filled south allied the tow crews battled gaily day by day and seldom lulled the struggle on the way but some light jest availed 
to fling along the panting lines the laughter of the strong for joy sleeps lightly in the hero's mood and when the sky-wide prairie solitude was darkened round them and the camp was set secure for well-earned sleep that came not yet what story shaped for marvel or for mirth tales fit to strain the supper-tightened girth looped yarns wherein the veteran spinners vied to colour with a lie more glorified some thread that had veracity enough spun straightway out of life's own precious stuff that each had scutched and heckled in the raw then thinner grew each subsequent guffaw while drowsily the story went the rounds and o'er the velvet dark the summer sounds prevailed in weird crescendo more and more until the story-teller with a snore gave over to a dream a tale half told and now the horse guards while the night grows old with intermittent singing buffet sleep that surges subtly down the starry deep on waves of odour from the manless miles of summer-haunted prairie now at whiles the coyote's mordant clamour cleaves the grouse the horses stamp and blow about the prows dark waters chug and gurgle as with looms bugs weave a drone a beaver's diving booms whereat bluffs grumble in their sable cowls the devil laughter of the prairie owls mocks mirth anon like unrepentant sin perceptibly at last slow hours wear thin the east until the prairie stares with morn and horses nicker to the boatman's horn that blares the music of a day begun so through the days of thunder and of sun they pressed to northward now the river shrank the grass turned yellow and the men were lank and gnarled with labour smooth-lipped lads matured twixt moon and moon with all that they endured their faces leathered by the wind and glare their eyes grown ageless with the calm far stare of men who know the prairies or the seas and when they reached the village of the rees one scarce might say this man is young this old save for the beard here loitered days of gold and days of leisure welcome to the cruise for recently had come the wondrous news of beaver haunts beyond the great divide so rich a tale twould seem the tellers lied had they not much fine peltry to attest so now the far-off river of the west became the goal of venture for the band and since the farther trail lay overland from where the great falls thundered to no ear they paused a while to buy more ponies ear with powder liquor gods and wily words a horse-fond people opulent in herds the rees were and the trade was very good now camped along the river fringing wood three sullen thunder-brewing rainless days those weathered men made merry in their ways with tipple euchre story jest and song the marksmen matched their cleverness the strong wrestled the strong the brawling pugilists displayed the boasted powers of their fists in stubborn yet half amicable fights and whiskey went hell roaring through the nights among the lodges of the fuddled rees thus merrily the trappers took their ease rejoicing in the thread that clotho spun 
for it was good to feel the bright thread run however eager for the snipping shears oh joy long stifled in the ruck of years how many came to strange and bitter ends and who was merrier than those three friends whom here a song remembers for their woe will carpenter mike fink and frank talbot were they each gotten of a doughty breed for in the blood of them the ancient seed of saxon celt and norman grew again the mississippi reared no finer men and rarely the ohio knew their peers for pluck and prowess even in those years when stern life yielded suck but to the strong nor in the hundred henry took along was found their match and each man knew it well for instance when it suited mike to tell a tale that called for laughter as he thought the hearer laughed right heartily or fought and took a drubbing then if more complained those three lacked not for logic that explained the situation in no doubtful way me jokes are always funny mike would say and most men freely granted that they were a lanky rangy man was carpenter quite six foot two from naked heel to crown and though crow lean he brought the steel-yard down with twice a hundred notch upon the bar nor was he stooped as tall men often are a cedar of a man he towered straight one might have judged him lumbering of gait when he was still but when he walked or ran he stepped it lightly like a little man and such a one is very good to see not his tongue for quip or repartee his wit seemed slow and something of a child came o'er his rough-hewn features when he smiled to mock the porching brow and eagle nose twas when he fought the true import of those grew clear though even then his mane deceived for less in wrath he seemed than mildly grieved which made his blows no whit less true or hard his hair was flax fresh gleaming from the card his eyes the flax in bloom a match in might fink lacked five inches of his comrade's height and his weight scarce twenty pounds they say his hair was black his small eyes greenish-gray and restless as though feeling out of place in such a jocund plenty lunar face that seemed made just for laughter then one saw the pert pugnacious nose the forward jaw the breadth of stubborn cheekbones and one knew that jest and fight to him were scarcely two but rather shifting phases of the joy he felt in living careless as a boy free-handed with a gift or with a blow and giving either unto friend or foe with frank good will no man disliked him long they say his voice could glorify a song however loudish might the burden be and all the way from pittsburgh to the sea the rabelaisian stories of the rogue ran wedded to the richness of his brogue and wheresoever boatmen came to drink there some one broached some escapade of fink that might well fill the goat hoofed with delight for mike the pantagruelizing white was happy in the health of bone and brawn and had the code and conscience of the fawn to guide him blithely down the easy way a questionable hero one might say and so indeed by any civil law 
moreover at first glimpse of him one saw a bull-necked fellow seeming over stout tremendous at a heavy lift no doubt but wanting of action by the very span of chest and shoulders one misjudged the man when he was clothed but when he stripped to swim men flocked about to have a look at him moved vaguely by that body's wonder scheme wherein the shape of god's adamic dream was victor over stubborn dust again oh verily lovely is a maiden when the old creative thrill is set astir along her blood and all the flesh of her is shapen as to music fair indeed a tall horse lean of flank clean-limbed for speed deep-chested for endurance very fair a soaring tree aloof in violent air upon a hill and tis a glorious thing to see a bankful river in the spring fight homeward children wonderful to see the girl the horse the river and the tree as any suckled at the breast of sod dissolving symbols leading back to god through vista after vista of the plan but surely none is fairer than a man in whom the lines of might and grace are one bronzed with exposure to the wind and sun behold the splendid creature that was fink you see him strolling to the river's brink all ease and yet tremendously alive he pauses poised on tiptoe for the dive and momently it seems the mother's mud quick with a mystic seed whose sap is blood mysteriously rears a human flower clean as a windless flame the lines of power run rhythmic up the stout limbs muscle laced athwart the ropy gauntness of the waist the huge round girth of chest where overspread enormous shoulders now above his head he lifts his arms where big thews merge and flow as in some dream of michelangelo and up along the dimpling back there run like lazy serpents stirring in the sun slow waves that break and pile upon the slope of that great neck in swelling rolls a grope beneath the velvet softness of the skin now suddenly the lean waist grows more thin the deep chest on a sudden grows more deep and with the swiftness of a tiger's leap the easy grace of hawks in swooping flight that terrible economy of might and beauty plunges outward from the brink thus god had made experiment with fink as proving how twere best that men might grow one turn from mike to look upon talbot a little man scarce five feet six and slim and wondered what his comrades saw in him to justify their being thus allied was it a sort of planetary pride in lunar adoration hark to mike sure i declare i never saw his like a skinny withet of a man and yet well do you mind the pleasant way we met and how he introduced himself that day twas up at pittsburgh liquor flowin fray and everybody happy as a fool i'd cracked me joke and then as is me rule look round to view the havoc of me wit and every one was doubled up with it save only one and him a scrubby mite says i and sure me language was polite and did ye hear me little joke says i i did says he and can't ye laugh me by i can't says he 
the sassy little chap nor did i get me hand back from the slap i give him till he landed on me glim and i was countin' seventeen of him and every dancin' one of him was air faith when i hit him he was never there and sure it seemed that every wind that blew was peltin knuckles in me face hurroo that time for once i got me fill o fun god bless the little whiffet it begun along about the shank of afternoon and when i washed me face i saw the moon a-shakin wid its laughter in the stream and when betimes he wakened from his dream i says to him ye needn't laugh me boy a cliver little man ye are says i and och the face of me i'm tellin facts ye'd wonder did he do it wid an axe twas fine twas art thus eloquent with pride mike fink an expert witness testified to tableau's fistic prowess now they say there lived no better boatmen in their day than those three comrades and the larger twain in that wide land three mighty rivers drain found not their peers for skill in marksmanship writes one who made the long ohio trip with those boon cronies in their palmy days how once mike fink beheld a sow at graze upon the bank amid her squealing brood and how mike being in a merry mood shot off each wiggling piglet's corkscrew tail at twenty yards while under easy sail the boat moved on and carpenter could bore a squirrel's eye clean at thirty steps and more so many say but twas their dual test of mutual love and skill they liked the best of all their shooting tricks when one stood up at sixty paces with a whiskey cup set brimming for a target on his head and felt the gusty passing of the lead hot from the other's rifle lift his hair and ever was the tin cup smitten fair by each to prove the faith of each anew for twas a right of love between the two and not mere capricious feat of skill och sure and can ye shoot the whiskey bill so mike would end a wrangle damn it fink let's bore a pair of cups and have a drink so carpenter would stop a row growing stale and neither feared that either love might fail or either skill might falter thus appeared the doughty three who held each other dear for qualities they could best comprehend now came the days of leisure to an end the days so gaily squandered that would seem to men at length made laughterless a dream unthinkable remote for ilion held beneath her sixfold cerement of eld seems not so hoar as bygone joy we prize in evil days now vaguely pale the skies the glimmer neither starlights nor the morns a rude ironic merriment of horns startles the men yet heavy with carouse and sets a re-dog mourning in the drowse snout skyward from a lodge-top sleepy birds chirp in the brush a drone of sullen words awakes and runs increasingly through the camp thin smoke plumes rising in the valley damp flatten among the leathern tents and make the whole encampment like a ghostly lake where bobbing heads of swimmers come and go as with the whimsy of an undertow that sucks and spews them raising dust and din the horse guards drive their shaggy rabble in from night-long grazing 
voyageurs with packs of folded tents and camp gear on their backs slouch boatward through the reek but when prevails the smell of frying pans and coffee pails they cease to sulk and greatly heartened sing till ponies swell the chorus nickering and race old comrades jubilate as one out of a roseless dawn the heat-pale sun beheld them toiling northward once again a hundred horses and a hundred men hushed in a windless swelter day on day the same white dawn o'ertook them on their way and day long in the white glare sang no bird but only shrill grasshoppers clicked and whirred as though the heat were vocal all the while the dwindling current lengthened mile on mile meanderous in a labyrinth of sand now ere they left the re-town by the grand the revellers had seen the spent moon roam the morning like a tipsy hag bound home a bubble-laden boat they saw it sail the sunset river of a fairy tale when they were camped beside the cannonball a spectral sun it held the dusk in thrall night long about the heart the stars alone upon the cluttered mandad lodges shone the night they slept below the knife and when their course long westward shifted once again to lead them north the august moon was new the rainless southwest wakened now and blew a wilting worrying breath-sucking gale that roared one moment in the bellied sail next moment slackened to a lazy croon now came the first misfortune all forenoon with line and pole the sweating boatmen strove along the east bank while the horse guards drove their drooping herd a little to the fore and then the current took the other shore straight on a maze of bar and shallow lay the main stream running half a mile away to westward of a long low willow isle an hour they fought that stubborn half a mile of tumbled water down the running planks the polemen toiled in endless slanting ranks now swimming now a flounder in the ooze of some blind bar the naked cordale crews sought any kind of footing for a pole while gus bedeviled sails now booming full now flapping slack gave questionable aid the west bank gained along a ragged shade of straggling cottonwoods the boatmen sprawled and panted out across the heat-enthralled wind-fretted waste of shoal and bar they saw the string of ponies raveled up a draw that mounted steeply eastward from the vale where like a rampart flung across the trail a bluff rose sheer heads low yet loath to graze they waxed and withered in the oily haze now ponies now a crawling flock of sheep behind them three slack horse guards half asleep swayed limply leaning on their saddle bows the boat crews lolling in a semi-doze still watch the herd nor do the grazers dream what drama nears a climax over stream what others yonder may be watching too now looming large upon the lucent blue the foremost ponies top the rim and stare high-headed down the vacancies of air beneath them while the herders dawdle still and gather wool scarce halfway up the hill a slumberous sight beheld by heavy eyes but hark what murmuring of far-flung cries from yonder pocket in the folded rise that flanks the draw the herders also hear and with a start glance upward to the rear their spurred mounts plunge what do they see but dust 
whip skyward yonder in a freakish gust what panic overtakes them look again the rolling dust cloud vomits mounted men a ruck of tossing heads and gaudy gears beneath a bristling thicket of lean spears slant in the gust of onset over stream the boatmen stare dumbfounded like a dream in some vague region out of space and time evolves the swiftly moving pantomime before those loungers with ungirdled loins till one of them shouts assiniboines and swelling to a roar the wild word runs above us pell-mell scramble for the guns perceived as futile soon yet here and there a few young hotheads fusillade the air and rage the more to know the deed absurd some only grind their teeth without a word some stand aghast some grinningly insane while some like watch-dogs rabid at the chain growl curses pacing at the river's rim so might unhappy spirits haunt the dim far shore of sticks beholding the outrage done to loved ones in the region of the sun rage goaded by its own futility for one vast moment strayed from time they see the war-band flung obliquely down the slope the flying herdsmen seemingly a grope in sudden darkness for their saddle guns a murmuring shock and now the whole scene runs into a dusty blur of horse and man and now the herd's rear surges on the van that takes the cue of panic fear and flies stampeding to the margin of the skies till all have vanished in the deeps of air now outlined sharply on the sky rim there the victors pause and taunt their helpless foes with buttocks padded and with thumbs at nose and jeers scarce hearkened for the wind's guffaw they also vanish in the sun-washed draw remains no sign of what has come to pass save three dark blotches on the yellow grass where now the drowsy horse guards have their will at sundown on the summit of the hill the huddled boatmen saw the burial squad tuck close their comrades coverlet of sod weird silhouettes on melancholy gray and very few found anything to say that night though some spoke gently of the dead remembering what that one did or said at such and such a time and some more stirred with lust of vengeance for the stolen herd swore vaguely now and then beneath their breath some brooding on the imminence of death grew wistful of their unreturning years and some who found their praying in arrears made shift to liquidate the debt that night but when once more the cheerful morning light came on them toiling also came the mood of young adventure and the solitude sang with them for tis glorious to spend one's golden days large-handed to the end the good broad pieces that can buy so much and what may hoarders purchase but a crutch wherewith to hobble graveward on they pressed to where once more the river led them west and every day the hot wind puff on puff assailed them every night they heard it sough in thickets prematurely turning sear then came the sudden breaking of the year abruptly in a waning afternoon the hot wind ceased as fallen in a swoon with its own heat for hours the swinking crews had bandied scarcely credible good news of clouds across the dim northwestward plain and they who offered wagers on the rain found ready takers though the gloomy rack with imminent rumbling at its back had mounted slowly now it towered high 
a blue-black wall of night across the sky shot through with glacial green a mystic change the sun was hooded and the world went strange a picture world the hollow hush that fell made loud the creaking of the taut cordel the bent spars groan the plunk of steering poles a bodeful calm lay glassy on the shoals the current had the look of flowing oil they saw the clouds lip billow now and boil black breakers gnawing at the coast of light they saw the stealthy wraith arms of the night grope for the day to strangle it they saw the upstream reaches vanish in a flaw of driving sand and scarcely were the craft made fast to clumps of willow fore and aft when with a roar the blinding fury rolled upon them and the breath of it was cold there fell no rain that night was calm and clear just such a night as when the waning year had set aflare the old missouri wood when greenings are beginning to be good and when so hollow is the frosty hush one hears the ripe persimmons falling plush upon the littered leaves the kindly time with cider in the vigor of its prime just strong enough to edge the dullest wit should neighbor folk drop in a while to sit and gossip oh the dear flame-painted gloam the backlogs sputter on the hearth at home how far away that night thus many a lad grown strangely old remembered and was sad wolves mourned among the bluffs like hanks of wool fog flecked the river and the moon was full a week sufficed to end the trail they came to where the lesser river gives its name and mead of waters to the greater stream here lacking horses they must nurse the dream of beaver haunts beyond the great divide build quarters for the winter trade and bide the coming up of ashley and his band so up and down the wooded tongue of land that thins to where the rivers wed awoke the sound of many axes stroke on stroke and lustily the hewers sang at whiles the better to forget the homeward miles in this the homing time and when the geese with cacophonic counsels broke the peace of frosty nights before they took to wing when cranes went over daily southering and blackbirds chattered in the painted wood a mile above the river junction stood the fort adjoining the missouri's tide four square and thirty paces on a side a wall of sharpened pickets bristled round a group of sod-roofed cabins bastions frowned from two opposing corners set to brave a foe on either flank and stout gates gave upon the stream where now already came the indian craft lured thither by the fame of traders building by the mating floods end of the second canto